Mysore Chakras, episode 178. At the center of your being, you have the answer. You know who you are and you know what you want. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Takers? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras. And you are back to your on-demand radio station for a change, your hub for transformation and your oasis for ancient wisdom. Now, this is your show where we believe that science and spirit go hand in hand and that it's never too late to become a student of life once again. So I'm really excited to bring you one more powerful episode of our show. But before that, let's listen to our latest iTunes review. Visco writes, this podcast is one of the greatest I've discovered on iTunes. Since day one, it has helped me change my life. My views and thinking have changed. I'm still at work with the chakras and I've made some progress. Thank you, AJ, for bringing guests from around the world who can help us with this journey. The Tribe, if you want your review to be read out as well, make sure you share your views, your thoughts and your experiences in the form of an iTunes review. Never written a review before. It's super easy. If you're on your phone, your iPhone, just hit reviews and then hit write a review. You can also type in this link onto your browser to directly jump onto the iTunes review page. The link is my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Like I always say, even one review from you means a giant leap for our show because reviews help us get better rankings, get more exposure and help us attract more action takers from around the world just like yourself. So if you care, make sure you share. And with that, we are now ready to welcome our featured guest for today, Colette Ellis. So Colette, are you ready to inspire? I am. That's amazing. So Colette Ellis is an author coach and public speaker on mindfulness, motivation and workplace stress. Her book, Focus on Your Vision, helps readers clarify priorities and optimize their work-life balance. As founder of InStep Consulting, she has traveled the globe facilitating personal growth and professional training for leaders from countries including Australia, Botswana, Bulgaria, Chile, Lithuania, Mexico, Poland and Vietnam. So Colette, welcome to My 7 Chakras. Before moving on, take about a minute and tell us a bit more about you and maybe a fun fact. Sure. Thanks for inviting me to share this conversation with your listeners. I'm really excited about our conversation today. And um, I'm, my name is Colette, and I'm also Coach Colette in on social media and based in New York and I'm excited to talk to you today about stress management and how we can be more mindful so that we can have better health and well-being. Wonderful. So I can't wait to learn more about your story and how you can provide some insights that will help our action takers reduce stress in their lives. But let's begin 
with a dose of inspiration. My question is, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And tell us how you apply this quote to your day-to-day life. Sure. Um, A quote that I wanted to share is, at the center of your being, you have the answer. You know who you are and you know what you want. And that's from Lao Tzu. And it's really the foundation of my start within philosophy and, and, and my philosophy around mindfulness. And I really aim to check in with myself off, often. And when I'm really aware and really focused, I ask myself questions when I get stuck with things so that I can start to reconnect with what I really want on the inside. So if I'm trying to figure something out, it's like, all right, what's going on here? What is, what is it that I'm supposed to learn? Really turning the questions inside so I can reconnect to myself. So Action Tribe, at the center of your being, you have the answer. You know who you are and you know what you want. So especially as you move on in your life towards taking action and learning different things, taking courses and reading some books, you might come across Crossroad where you're sort of confused as to what to do next, right? But at that moment, if you've been practicing meditation, mindfulness and practices like yoga, you will be able to tap into your intuition and your intuition will tell you and remind you who you are and what you want. So thanks a lot for that quote, Colette. With that, let's jump in. Now, I know that you're a stress management coach. So firstly, what is your definition of stress? Mm, Great question. So definition of stress, stress is, um, it can be um, an incident or an event, basically something happens and maybe it's something that's unexpected And it causes some sort of physical or emotional reaction. So we talk about stress triggers. So things that make you start to feel anxious or um, for me, stress I hold in my body and my stomach and my shoulders. So I can always sense if I'm raising my shoulders, you know, my shoulders are at my ears or I start to feel that sort of acidy feeling in my stomach. That's usually my clue that something is going on that is causing me to feel stress. Got it. So thanks a lot for that definition. You said that it's a physical or emotional reaction, right, to a stimuli that has sort of affected your life. And you mentioned that reaction can be either chemical, so you can feel it inside your body, or it can be physical. Is that correct? Right, right. And we all um, react to stress differently. Mm. And what the other thing is that it's subjective. So what stresses me out may not stress you out and vice versa. Got it. So moving on, could you talk to us a bit more about the relationship between our emotions, stress, and physical health? Ah, well, there is another quote um, that that I often speak about in in my work mm. is that the body doesn't lie, and so while we may temporarily, you know, put off or try to put aside or maybe swallow thoughts and emotions, um, they often manifest in different ways in our bodies. So there's a direct connection, mind-body health, and I know you know this, and and I'm sure a number of your listeners do as well. And like I said, so for me, the check-in to myself is, you know, particularly around the stomach, if it's something that I haven't, if I haven't eaten, something strange or if I'm not, you know, a a long time away from a meal, if I'm starting to feel that sort of butterflies or that kind of like acid reflux in my stomach, that's a check-in moment for me to say, okay, what else is going on here? If it's not an actual physical thing, like I said, food related, there's mm-hmm. a symptom there that I'm thinking maybe I'm, I'm, I'm getting anxious or, or concerned about something and it's definitely a check-in moment for me. Got it. I love the concept of the check-in moments that a person can have at various stages during the day. 
and especially if you're having that feeling in your stomach and if you know you're not hungry then it might be because of some stress build up that has taken place because of some event or experience or interaction now uh, colette what does research and study have to say about the impact of stress well it's it's actually been shown that up to uh, 60% of all diseases can have stress as an underlying cause and when we're talking about stress it's not the oh my god i'm you know worried about um, a deadline tomorrow it's really we're talking about chronic stress so the stress that is um, if you're seeing these implications over months over quarters over years, that's where we start to see the true um, uh, impact to your health. Not to say, again, you know, butterflies aren't cool or, you know, if you're stressing and tensing up your muscles, that's not to minimize that, but just to say that in terms of as it starts to lead to chronic conditions, we're talking about long-term stress and, and also those feelings where you, you don't feel like you see an end in sight, right? Because we can have mm. temporary short-term stress where, where you know it's going to be over after Friday. But chronic stress is that long-term feeling of anxiety and concern. Got it. You said that chronic stress can manifest into not just one type of disease, but multiple diseases. Is that correct? Right. What sort of diseases are we talking about here? Um, everything from asthma to migraines to diabetes. I mean, and, and it's all underlying cause, right? So it doesn't, it's not the only causing factor or, or causal factor. It's it's sort of things that are compounded. And again, like we said, the body doesn't lie. So if we're not able to release um, these, these stressors, if we're not able to to find ways, um, like we're going to talk about, to be more mindful and to check in mm-hmm. with ourselves, that's when the, the problems can develop. Got it. Got it. Now, for someone listening to this episode right this very minute, what are some signs uh, that could suggest that a person has stress? Now, I know it differs from person to person, but I'm talking about overall. What are some signs that this person could look for that would suggest that this person has stress? Great. Uh, so, in terms of, we can you can look at physical symptoms. So, like I've been talking about for me, Um, my stomach, sometimes headaches, sometimes migraines, sometimes muscle tension, sometimes fatigue. Um, And then on the other symptoms, things like insomnia, like not being able to sleep, just maybe a a kind of sense of being feeling jittery or nervous, right? And again, these are all symptoms to be looking for. And uh, looking at things, say, you know, over a week's time, like looking at things over seven days and saying, how have I felt? right sort of keeping track of of how you're feeling over time so that it may not be just a one-time occurrence but if you start to notice patterns that's when when it's it's good to start looking at it in that in that mindset sure got it now i've heard in many cases that a person might have stress but not really feel stressed out you know like a person has gotten used to that level of stress have you come across such a situation sure and again because the fact that it's subjective right so when we're looking in you know from the outside looking in at another person, right? You might say, oh my God, you've got, you know, this family concern and you've got this business or career concern. You must be really stressed out, right? And if someone says no... You know, it's it is up to them to 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 decide and make that determination. So sometimes the no is no, but it's 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 really okay because I can handle it. And sometimes it might be no because I'm not feeling comfortable um, owning that, right? For whatever reason, yeah. I may not want to share that. That's how I'm feeling. Right. So I'm talking about the first version here. What if a person feels that this person can handle it? Really feels this person can handle it, but then there's still stress building up. 
uh, that can manifest into a disease not that the person is uncomfortable in a social situation of admitting to that level of stress but really feels that i can handle it well i mean t- time time may prove um that answer correct right i mean if if they have and and the other thing is to look at well what coping mechanisms does that person have in place right so some of the things that i'm sure we're going to talk about um, in terms of how you actually deal with stress so it's like looking at what are the stress triggers what's bothering you what are the stress manifestations in terms of physical and or emotional responses and then Mm -hmm. What do you do, right? So, and and the coping mechanisms that we're going to talk about. Got it, got it. Now, before talking about the solution, which we're definitely going to speak about, uh, as you've suggested, what are some of the triggers that a person would need to keep in mind that can lead to stress? Well, we can think about it from the uh, professional side of things. So, it could be mm. um, situations where, uh, depending on whether you're an entrepreneur, maybe having um, concerns about business growth growth, business success, business sustainability, um, getting new clients, uh, that sort of thing. On the more internal professional side, it might be um, your career progression within your company, uh, concerns Mm. about promotions, concerns about um, relationships with managers and coworkers. Um, And then on the personal side, it can be things, um, you know, personal relationships, family relationships and dynamics. Um, Any number of things can be Uh, potential stress triggers. And then on the collective front as well, right? Like nations can feel stress, communities can feel stress, states can feel stressed, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, the collective consciousness, right? We can feel stress as a group when major things happen, particularly maybe things that we don't expect to happen, right? Sometimes um, there can be a, Mm. a great causality between stress and uncertainty, right? That sort of sense of, I don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. And those things that are kind of hard to figure out, right? Because in case of a personal stress, you can take actions to change that stress and see results immediately. But in the case of a collective consciousness stress, sometimes you can't really do something individually that can have an effect and lead to reduce stress on you personally, isn't it? Well, I, I believe that we all can can uh, impact ourselves, right? So Mm. You can control the information that you allow into you. So you can control whether you watch TV or not or listen to the radio or not or check social media media or not. So you you do have that control, right? So you may not be able to immediately impact the external larger uh, situation, but you can control how you respond to that situation and how much information you let flow into you. Got it. So I've loved that you've started alluding to the solution of stress because I'm sure many of our listeners have this question right now, how do I let go of stress? What's the solution? (laughs) And if I had that one answer, right, then that would be like, we're done. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think that because it is subjective and so because we all have different stress triggers and different stress responses, there are going to be different um, solutions or different tips that help. So that's, I think, important to say. Um, So some of the things that you mentioned um, at the start of of this conversation, things like meditation, things like yoga, um, things like a a technique that I can talk more about, um, emotional freedom technique or tapping, um, all ways to get reconnected to self, um, focusing on breath, focusing on on our inner world, really that opportunity to um, tune out if you will, for a while and tune in more. Got it. So 
let's start talking about some of the solutions now based on your experience you spoke about the emotional freedom technique eft could we talk about that a bit so that our listeners can get some insight or some technique that can help reduce their stress i know it's uh, on a person to person basis right because of the triggers the situation the conditions but then if we can provide uh, 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 some understanding of the technique i think that would be really helpful absolutely um eft or tapping um it's really a powerful healing method because it can help to reduce uh, the emotional impacts of pain, trauma, stress, and many limiting beliefs. And it's 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 really quite simple to learn initially. It's a technique um, that uses a lot of the same meridian points that are used in acupuncture in your head, in your upper body, and on your hands. Um, but instead, you use your fingers to tap on those points. So it's um, so it's it's acupressure, if you will, as opposed to acupuncture. Got it. So how does it work? Is there like a simple technique that you can teach us uh, today that our listeners can uh, try out? Sure. So, you know, we've been talking about stress and uh, so EFT often starts with um, something that's called the the setup uh, technique. And uh, so, and that is tapping along the, uh, what we call the karate chop point, which is the ridge, you know, if you were to slice your hand into a into a brick or you know on a table when you see people do that that's the karate chop and the statement um so really we'd want to be thinking about something like so even though i am stressed out um about this presentation right um i deeply and completely love and accept myself and the reason why we use the step setup statement like that the even though is a way to uh combat any uh limiting beliefs that you might have and it's also accepting your state of mind right so it's not denying that you're stressed right so you're tapping on the karate chop point and you might be saying even though i'm feeling stressed about this um i love and accept myself as i am right so it's a way of uh again accepting where you are currently but also um acknowledging um how you feel about yourself overall and the setup technique is i think one of the the game changers um, because I know sometimes people think like positive affirmations I've, I've challenged with saying that because mm. maybe there's a, a there's some resistance to getting right into the positive and so the setup statement is is acknowledging where you are um, but still allowing the space for uh, change to come does that make sense absolutely so you spoke about the karate chop you spoke about a setup statement mm-hmm. that can so, sort of acknowledge the situation but at the same time assure the mind that things would change so when where are we chopping? I mean, where do we, where are we? So you, yeah. you'd be tapping with one hand, um, sort of holding your hand, like as if you were in the karate chop pose. And yeah. um, with your fingers of your other hand, you're tapping on that, on that edge of the karate chop point. And so you're oh. tapping in. So it's even though I'm feeling stressed about this presentation, I love and accept myself completely. And so the point is, is that you're tapping as you're saying the statement and typically we do the setup statement three times before going into the round of tapping love that now mindfulness is also a technique that uh, you found really powerful for lowering stress right yes so what exactly is mindfulness for somebody who's new to this space mindfulness um so for me i i believe mindfulness is the opportunity to start within or to go within and it's the ability to um like we were talking about earlier check in with one oneself and also bringing yourself to the present moment, right? Because we spend mm-hmm. a lot of time 
you know, worrying, you know, in the de- in the rearview mirror, looking back at with all the shoulds, right? I should have done this. I should have said this. Or we're future tripping into the future. Like, I'm really, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm worried. I'm scared, yeah. right? So mindfulness allows us to come to the moment, which is now, and be more present to what's happening right here. So I'm here. I'm breathing. I'm living, right? So the, sort of that sense of being able to reconnect to where you are right now. Right. So why is that feeling of coming to the here and now so therapeutic, I guess I would say, to the person's being as opposed to staying in the future or thinking about the past? Well, I think it's it's the opportunity to let go of the anxiety, right? Because if something yeah. has already happened in this moment, right, we cannot change the past, right? And if so, so and and we are not in the future, right? So it's this, it's, it's an opportunity, if you really think about it, to release anxiety, it's like around you, like you can release the anxiety behind you, and you can release the anxiety in front of you, and just be present with where you are right now, and, and starting to take a, a sense of, okay, I'm breathing, you know, the air is going in and out, I'm relaxing, right, so it's 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 a way to guide yourself through releasing anxiety and stress. So there you go, Action Tribe, you have come so far due to certain actions and situations and interactions. And because of those actions and situations and interactions, something might happen in the future. But the only time that you have the power to affect change is not in the past and not in the future, but right now. And coming back to the here and now will make you feel empowered, positive, and also strong because you know that you have the power to make that change. So thanks a lot for sharing that. Now, for someone who wants to implement mindfulness in their lives, is there a simple technique that you can share with us today? Sure. Um, I'm I'm really a, a fan of practicing mindfulness and starting within during routine activities. So thinking about okay. like brushing your teeth or, you know, taking a shower or walking to your car or walking to the train, however you commute. And it's really focusing on the action that you're doing, right? So it's not thinking about the 15 tasks that you're going to need to do before the end Mm. of the day. It's really coming back to that present moment. And so brushing your teeth, it's like your hand going up and down, up and down, right? In and out, like, okay, I'm brushing the front of my teeth. I'm brushing the inside of my teeth, right? Really just focusing on, on those actions. I'm walking. So it's like left foot, right foot, right? You know, it can become like a walking meditation, but bringing Mm. your focus to what you're doing as opposed to like we were saying no future tripping or no rear view mirror right we're just in the moment now love that action tribe to access the show notes for today's episode visit my 7 forward slash 178 that's our website forward slash 178 and once the storm is over you won't remember how you made it through how you managed to survive you won't even be sure whether the storm is really over. But one thing is certain, when you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. That's what the storm is all about. This is an amazing quote by Haruki Murakami, action taker. No matter how bad the storm of your life is right now, realize that it's going to end. It's not going to last forever. This storm is going to teach you many things and you'll also have to unlearn many old ideas and belief systems. When you're in the storm, that's all you're going to think about because your focus would be to survive, to take action and experience a breakthrough. But once you're out of the storm, the clouds will part 
the sun will come out and a dove will sit on your shoulder and you, you won't be the same again. So Colette, talk to us about one major challenge that you've experienced in your life. What was the experience like? And then how did you overcome it? Great. And, and, I, and I love this question, right? Because it's the sense that we all have gone through storms. Uh, so, so for me, the first 10 years of running my business, you know, it, it feels like the natural uphill climb that you would have in being an entrepreneur. Um, but I could always get re-energized by my work and the different clients that I was working with. Uh, when I hit the 10-year mark, though, I found myself feeling confused. I knew it's that sort of moment we were just talking about. I knew the next 10 years couldn't be like the first 10 years, but I wasn't sure like how to get focused and what direction to go to. Um, so I was really frustrated and I felt like I was running around in circles and not really having the impact that I wanted. It was like, boom, I hit this mental and energetic wall and I knew that if things didn't change, I would never achieve the business or personal results that I was seeking. And, you know, the breakthrough really was doing many of the things that we're talking about now. It's like learning how to tap into my inner voice, learning how to go within and really begin to trust that my own combination of energy and experience and expertise really helps me to build the work and build the company um, that I've built and am looking to help help other founders and leaders uh, to do the same. Wonderful, wonderful. So basically, it seems like you learn to tap into your own intuition, your own voice and sort of write your story. And that's how people were attracted to you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's that sense of now being, uh, again, being inspired by the business. And I like to say not just going through the motions with my founder's game face on, right? You know, where you're in, especially here in New York, we can have the, you know, you're out at events and how are things going? And everybody's like, it's great, right? You know, and it's really the mask that we um, put, put on. And so really being able to say, you know, I'm going through what I'm going through and now rising above and saying, yes, this is the business that I want to have and this is the work that I want to do and I want to help other change makers be able to to have these kinds of breakthroughs. So as you look back at your life now, in just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners? Hmm. That that if that if I can do it, you can do it too. That it's that there there isn't really a secret. I mean, I would say that there, there's not really a secret. I know the, the the authors of the book would disagree with me, but um, that it is possible that we all can start within, and that we all can find our purpose, and we can all find the courage to follow that purpose. Love that. So. Uh- I think your story is really inspiring for the entrepreneurs as well as people who are not entrepreneurs out there because at the end of the day, it's about creating or writing your legacy, right? And you said that the first 10 years of running your business was uh, an uphill battle. There were moments of success and triumph. But when you hit that 10-year mark, you were sort of at a crossroads, right? You felt confused. You felt a bit frustrated because you had crossed 10 years and then you felt at that point you were not creating the impact that you wanted to. You wanted to go big, obviously, as any entrepreneur would. Uh, and so you had a lot of questions. And then you realized that instead of just taking action, 
you had to take a step back and tap into your inner voice and your intuition and write your story once again. Uh, you learned that your uniqueness is something that is going to shine and that's what people are going to be attracted to. So you learned to leverage your experience, your skills, and in a way, create a revolution. And that's that's how you are here today because you've taught us that you need to start from within. And if someone can do it, you can too. Action Tribe. So thanks a lot for sharing your story. Mm, it's my pleasure. Thank you. So Action Tribe, as you take the lessons you've learned today to put into action, you may come across many experiences, some of which may be easy to deal with and some of which might be really hard to deal with. In fact, you will come across a few paradoxes and conflicting ideas that might make it hard for you to take action in life. We all want some level of certainty, but too much certainty and life becomes boring and dull and monotonous. On the other hand, too much of uncertainty and life becomes extremely challenging to deal with, right? They say, look before you leap, but they also say, he who hesitates is lost. Life is full of paradoxes like these, but in such a situation, your intuition will come to your rescue because it truly knows what is best for you at this point in time. And like we're learning today through mindfulness, through meditation, through EFT, yoga and coaching, Qigong, you're going to tap into the power of your intuition so that you can receive the nudges and signs that the universe sends you. Because as ancient Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu once said, and as Colette mentioned that before as well, at the center of your being, you have the answer. You know who you are and you know what you want. So Colette, as on today, at this moment, what is your life's calling? Hmm, I am called to be of service. I am called to work with heart-centered, purposeful founders and leaders who want to create change and have a tangible impact both through their work and with their lives. Got it. Now, as you look back at your life, at your memories, was there ever a defining moment that changed things for you? Mm. When I was thinking about our conversation and this concept of finding the calling, I was reminded of a moment where I was leading a training workshop for for a group of women and they were engaged in the small group activity that I had given them and I had this moment just to pause at the front of the room and, and it was like a flash thought came to me and it said, like, I can't believe I get paid to do this and then it was gone. But it stayed with me because there are other moments where I'm doing this work with people in groups or with individuals in coaching. And that same feeling comes up for me, that sense of I'm I'm in that space. And, you know, like you're, you've been saying, there are fleeting moments because as an entrepreneur, there are lots of, there are lots of balls to keep juggling. Um, but there are those moments when I can be really in it and see the aha moments, you know, the light bulb moments for, for clients. And it's like, yeah, this is why, this is why I do this. Well, that is awesome. Thanks a lot for sharing those light bulb moments. In fact, that light bulb moment on that very day. And with that, we've finally arrived at the wisdom round which is basically four questions that need four quick responses so the first one what's the best advice that you've ever received uh stay in my lane focusing on my journey and what i'm working on not not comparing myself with someone else's journey name a personal habit that you live by um we've already discussed eft i do that in addition to um, meditation so what is your morning routine like yeah so my morning routine getting up um brushing my teeth i just started oil pull 
pulling this week. Um, and then I meditate and or tap. Um, I also have a daily activation practice to call out what I want to manifest in my business, in my life. Um, and then depending on whether it's an inside or an outside day, um, getting into email and social media. But all of that other stuff before doing that. So name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. I love, I have a pocket guide of the seven spiritual laws of success by Deepak Chopra. So every day I can be inspired um, with his words and, and messages. Perfect. We'll have that up in the show notes. Action Tribe, for today's show notes, visit my 7 forward slash 178. That's my 7 forward slash one. Seven eight. The digits and not in words. So Colette, it was amazing chatting with you today and learning from your story, your experiences and the insights that you shared. Before you go, tell us one thing that you are truly grateful for and also tell us the best way we can find you. Mm, I am grateful for this opportunity to connect with you and to, by extension, through to your listeners. So I appreciate um, the opportunity and uh, platform to share my message. So thank you very much for this. And uh, in terms of reaching me, so um, I have... Uh, a way that people can text to reach me. So you can text the words Coach Colette, all one word, to 22828, and you'll be able to uh, join our mailing list and connect for a free Start Within activation call. So there you go, Action Tribe. We'll have this info in the show notes as well so that you can take action and change your life. So, Colette, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of mindfulness and EFT and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Mm, it was my pleasure. I'm glad to be a part of this with you. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.